This is me. There's no filter here. It's only me. These are my thoughts on the world as I've come to see it in the last half a century. Hello, this is Malik, and this is the second podcast in the Polarization Paradox. And what I want to talk about today is the um, um, what is the Polarization Paradox? Um, how do I define it? How, what are the different elements about it? And you know how we can potentially deal about it. In the previous um, uh, podcast, we talked more a bit about more about where it was generated from, uh, kind of the thought process behind it. And today, I want to get into some of the specifics about it. Um, for those who didn't read the last, po- didn't see, um, hear the last podcast, um, the polarization paradox is about uh, is this concept that. It seems from every single facet of life, from the climate, health, culture, faith, socio-political justice, warfare, economics, education, individualism, even uh, from viral viral attacks, um, everything seems to be dividing us. Everything everything seems to be in a state of polarity, where there is either one side or the next and where before we would see maybe 10 15 years ago more of this middle ground in in all elements of climate health culture faith and you know justice and things like that we now see more of a polar ends right we see you know countries wanting to to you know uh Having, having an economic divide between the rich and the poor. We see uh, unions like the European Union splitting apart. Um, we see uh, different agreements across the world, uh, political agreements uh, splitting apart. Um, we see uh, climate that is going between hot and cold. We see viruses uh, coming out in the world and there's no, there's no um, cure for them. They either, you know, you either make it or you die. Right, um, and and and, it, and it's it's a very fine line between the two. Um, you see a um, um, educational system that is either you are part of the upper uh, university class or you're part of the lower technical class, and you see a, a huge divide and separation that then leads on to things like um, um, uh, jobs and, and and different jobs and different segregations, and then you see a cultural divide. You know, a racial divide between you know the the main population of a country and the 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 um, the minorities, and that divide that happens um, across the world, um, and then you see a a a a, a, um, a sexual divide between men and women, and between uh, their divide, and not just politically and socially, but also economically, as well. So there's divides everywhere, but they seem to be intensifying. And that's what the polarization paradox is about, in that it's, it's, there's a drive to divide. Now, why is it paradoxical? Okay. Why, why, why use, okay, we, we, we understand the polarization part of it, right? Um, the question is, what, what is this paradox that I'm talking about? Right, and I'd like to talk a little bit about that. But first, let's talk a little bit more about the polarization. 
Okay, let's look at the climate, for instance. Um, so from a climate perspective, right, we had a lot of, um, we had a potential effect. I mean, scientifically, there's no 100% that we had an effect, but we, we did have a, an effect of, of sorts. How significant that effect is, we don't know. But we do have an effect on the climate in the way that our climate is, is uh, um, uh, moving from hot to cold, hot to cold. So it's shifting. Um, it's because the, 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 the melting of the polar ice caps, right, is, is allowing uh, colder air to come further south than it normally does, which then shifts all of the hot air around. And starts blowing around. So you see in, 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 in the Americas, the, the cold air is coming down lower and lower. It's coming to the, to the east side, pushing the hot air down the west side. So what's happening is that LA is starting to have extreme heat conditions and forest fires and things like that because of this extremely hot air that's being pushed down. Uh, from the cold air that's coming from the north. And then on the east side, you get this cold air complex, this cold, hot complex, which then, um, which then causes a whole series of different weather patterns. And now you have, because of all this, you have things like hurricanes, tornadoes, um, all that. And we're going to talk about that specifically, about all the mechanisms that are in place, about what's happening and how that's happening, and then, more importantly, how that relates to each and every one of us um, in, in, a, in, a, in a future chapter. Uh, the other thing is from a health perspective. So from a health perspective, you see that healthcare. Uh, there's a lot of people that are dying because they don't have health care, whether it's, you know, in Americas or all over the world, or even like places that do have health care, but they don't have sufficient health care to provide for everyone so that everyone who could survive does survive. Right. Um, and that's, that's ultimately what the goal of healthcare should be. It should be that, Hey, if you have a chance of living, you should be treated. Right. It should not be a question of what country you live in, uh, whether your healthcare system is good or bad, how much money you have. No, if you can, if, if there's a chance to save a single human life, okay, that treatment should be provided. And I'll, and I'll explain why more in that chapter, why that is absolutely and essentially important. And again, leading on to what that paradox is about. Um, we see virals, viruses all over the world. Okay. We, we, we try to say, hey, you know what, we're different from one part of the country to the next, the next, the next. But in reality, we're still a global economy. Even back, back in, in the early 1900s, okay, we were always being taught that we are still a global community. So what happens in, in, in one part of the world will affect everyone else sooner or later, and even now more intensely than ever. Uh, no matter how much we separate ourselves, we will still feel the the ravages of of these types of um, um, you know uh, issues around us, so that we we have to work together as a global community in order to face some of these challenges. We cannot face them in isolation. It won't work, right? You cannot get rid of COVID nineteen. Okay, or any other future virus in the world by working individually as a country. It's not going to happen. You're still going to get travel into your country, out of your country. It's still going to happen. It's still going to get 
um, there's still going to be a chance for these infections to come in play. So you can't just say, I'm going to close my borders down economically. That won't work. Politically, that won't work. Socially, that won't work. So if you can't do that, then you have to face the reality that either we work together as a global community or we perish together as a global community. There's, there is no other way out, no matter how much um, some politicians would like to divide us and like to segregate countries. Um, there's nothing they can do about it. Mother Nature is, is, is making a stance on this, and it's doing so in a very strong way with COVID-19, the coronavirus. Um, from a cultural perspective, right, we are, we are facing a um, serious cultural divide where cultures are being bombarded by this globalization, by the mingling of all these different cultures together in, in one country, uh, and, and really battling out against the traditions of that country. And, and there's a lot of arguments on both sides. On one side, the evolutionary argument, we need to start, um, you know, building cultures that are inclusive of everyone. But on the other side, there's traditions, there's, 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 a, there's a, a belief system, a, an individuality that comes from cultures that, um, that, that, that people want to adhere to and want to come into. But there's, there's, there's actually some very positive positive things out of this polarization that is happening. And that's what I want to speak to in the paradox. So the paradox is about um, part is that there is actually something very important and very positive that is being highlighted in all of this. And so we'll talk about that in that chapter. Faith, right? Whether you have faith, whether you follow a religious um, belief system, whether you're agnostic, whether you're atheist, uh, it doesn't matter. Any kind of faith-based system, right? Whether you believe there's a God or you believe there's no God, you're still believing in something. And faith is being challenged, okay? Faith is being challenged on every level. Uh, that concept that we can believe in a God, yet find a God that, that is not necessarily, uh, you know, at, on the face, um, you know, being positive with us or, or helping our family survive. How do we deal with that? How do we deal with the fact that we're, 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 um, you know, maybe, maybe don't believe in a God, we don't believe in anything, believe in science, yet we see that all of science doesn't really provide all of the answers, right? I mean, deep down inside, everyone's faith is being challenged in these difficult times. Right, and I think that there's something positive about that because challenging that faith um, can allow us to actually fundamentally um, reinvent that faith in a way that is more solid for us. And I, I'm going to talk about a lot about that in the chapter and the understanding of the paradox of that polarization that's happening with our faiths, uh, the socio-political divides. Um, you know, sociopolitically, we, I, I can't even begin to talk about the different social, uh, you know, divides that are happening across the world, the different uh, political divides that are happening between left and right, uh, between poor and rich, between, you know, minority and, and majority. Uh, it, it, it's just incredible what's happening. It's being, being pulled apart 
in so many different directions and um, from a socio-political perspective. And, and there is so much to learn and so much to understand from this polarization that is happening. So I'm going to be very excited to going into that chapter because it's very dense and might actually take a, a few podcasts to get into that one. Justice system. Okay, the justice for the poor, the justice for the rich, the judges, the justice in 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 you know dictatorships or semi dictatorships, uh, the concept of 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 universal or justice, you know, as defined by the uh, Declaration of Human Rights versus what is justice within a country right within a particular community these are all under challenges these are all getting polarized these are all um getting um um to different extremes of what they can and cannot be right uh justice in terms of what we need to do in our body right How, what, what 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 right does a woman have to her body and having a child and not having a child what right do we have to um to uh you know, intervene in other countries? When do we intervene when there is a crisis? Um, you know, when, wh what do we call a, a, a hate crime or what do we call a, what do we call a, uh, a, um, a, uh, uh, some kind of a war act that's happening, a war, a war crime that's happening. So what do we call war? What do we call a war crime? You know, there's so many different facets, and our justice system is being challenged every single day on this, and I think it's a good thing. There's so much about the justice system that we can learn from this polarization. Um, from an economic standpoint, I mean, that's pretty obvious. The rich and the poor are getting more and more divided. Very, very, very few people right now, very few percentages of people own you know, 80% of the wealth of the world and only the rest of us own the rest of the 20%. And so it's, it's the divide is happening everywhere. It's happening in, um, you know, developing countries. It's happening in um, um, developed countries. Uh, everywhere around the world it's happening. And that's a very important thing that we need to, uh, we need to address from an educational standpoint. Um, there's a lot happening in education um, that we need to we need to uh, deal with um, and that education is um, being polarized between the rich and the poor and uh, and understanding you know who can get education who can get access to the internet um, and who can't and and that and I want to bring across that polarization divide in who gets the PhDs uh, like myself and who doesn't get the PhDs and what happens to them. Um, uh, there's that, that severe polarization uh, that is happening. Uh, individualism. Uh, individualism is, is on the rise. And, and I think there's, there's now this, this new sort of wave of, people focusing on individuality in a fundamentally different way than they focused on it before. And I want to talk about that in that chapter. That's one of my most exciting chapters. Is, and I feel that it is the key. It is the key to understanding why all of this is potentially happening around us and why, why all of this is happening around us. So I'm very excited to get into that chapter. So in summary, there's a lot of polarization happening all over the world. 
the question is, what is this paradox? And and I think to summarize it in a, in, in a succinct manner as possible, the paradox is that whenever we get polarized, whenever anything in our life goes to extremes, whether we experience a hardship that brings us through big highs, big lows, um, whether we experience a um, you know a celebration, right? That again brings us to big highs, big lows. Whether we experience anything in 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 society that the that that creates this polarized effect of big highs, big lows, we begin to understand and see 